The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with twink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat crisis for the geek kind Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Joe, or maybe not so dashing tonight. Mm, yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Derek and myself, Ken. How are you? Myself, Ken. Hey, Ken, what's up? <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> And hope that doesn't want to have you wanting to ask, want to know more. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> wow, what a week. <laughs> I am Mike, not Ken. <laughs> so, <Did> you say? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. Fun, 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 right? <laughs> Indeed. Check out the homepage, webegeeks.net. They're slowly getting caught up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise you that. I've been slowly working. Um, so part of our affiliates like Red Flag Workshop. Use code SMUGGLER3 for all your, for 25% off all your patch and sticker needs. Maybe even sci-fi key rings as well. Uh, Bitty Boomers use code webegeeks, all one word, for 15% off purchase from there uh heroes and villains we have the code weeby geeks for 10 percent off uh wookie for 10 percent off your lightsaber needs at rebel sabers speaking of lightsaber needs eric what need, need your lightsaber <laughs> design um and i believe that's all of our affiliates so um some sad news this week lots of sad news this week start off with this actress led a long life uh she is known for her projects such as the southerner phantom from space giant the lone ranger in the lost city of gold uh this is noreen nash she passed away at the age of 99 she was born norabelle jean roth 
1924, and then shortly after being crowned her town's apple blossom queen in 42, she got a contract as a MGM showgirl, which she initially declined because she planned to attend Stanford University, but it ultimately led to her 1943 uh, on-screen debut in Girl Crazy. And then her first credited film was The Southerner. She changed her name or changed her screen name to Noreen Nash, uh, which was inspired by her on-screen father, Jay Carroll Nash. <laughs> so yeah, very long life, great career in the geek world. Some great classic you know, early films. Mm. Uh, she appeared in 77 Sunset Strip, Hop Long Cassidy, and the Abbott Costello show as well. So, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with her career. Um, now I want to go back and watch uh, Phantom from Space and Giant. I, I don't think I've ever seen those. I've seen Giant. I haven't seen Phantom from Space. Sounds like some movies, though, that'd be great for uh, Keepers of the Fringe. Possibly. So, uh, also, too, Breaking Bad actor Mike Batea passed away. Oh, wow. Uh, he was known for playing Dennis Markowski in Breaking Bad. I never got into that show. I did. I love that show. So you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Um, he was also appeared in episodes of Everyone Loves Ray. Everybody Loves Raymond, Boy Meets World, Jag, The Shield, Bernie Mac Show, CSI Miami, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Jesse and more. Uh, he also appeared in Adam Sandler's You Don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> I'm looking for a I'm looking for a picture of him. I know the name. Yeah. Okay. See, I think I think I know him more for his comedy than I do his acting. Still, it's fifty two. That's pretty young. Yeah, it's my age. All right, it's not that young. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Older than you. Uh-huh. Not by much. <laughs> nope. Um, and then two other people died, but one not worth mentioning. Some evangelical type. Yeah. But the other, oh, probably one of the greatest heels in the WWE or in pro wrestling in general, the Iron Sheik passed away. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Uh, happened oh, Wednesday. I totally missed that. Uh, I was on my way into work and I was listening to um, Busted, o- Busted Open on um, Sarah Sexo. And I'm actually trying to get the, the creator, the the originator of that show, Dave LaGreca, on, on our show uh, to talk about it. You know, his love of wrestling and how he got started and how Busted Open came about. Because it, it is the top wrestling podcast or wrestling show out there and uh it's just amazing the backstory behind it because i think that show is only a couple years older than uh than this show i think he's been going about 13 years and we're 11 years in november so um yeah iron sheik passed away so many great matches and everything with him yeah yes in real life he was a bodyguard for the ayatollah I believe was an Olympic wrestler, amateur wrestler. Um, yeah, interesting career before and during his wrestling. Um, but apparently, even though he he had a bit of a an attitude, a lot of people would think he, he was almost always on, as they they would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even backstage, he had so much respect for like um, the people who who helped him in his career, like the McMahons, like the Ganyas, Vern Ganya. Just so much respect. Um, one of the stories that somebody told, I think it was one of his handlers, um, 
after he he was becoming a little little harder of walking um they went somewhere to a wrestling to a wwe show he was backstage and uh he told us the guy pushing his wheelchair stop the chair stand me up stand me up stand me up against the wall now go hide <laughs> vince mcmahon comes by hey close off you're looking good oh thank you boss yeah 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 going through <laughs> how you doing doing good ready to go anytime <laughs> He goes, well, that won't be necessary. And then walks off. He comes back and goes, come get me, come get me. <laughs> yeah, to his handlers. <laughs> he, he tells his handlers, don't ever let them see you down. You always want to appear ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, such a great story. <laughs> they knew better. But he still acted like he was ready to go. I could run the ring. I could run the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, three three big losses this week. But Iron Sheik, I mean, I know you you said you used to watch wrestling back in the day. Oh yeah, I used to watch back when he was big. He was one of the big ones. You know, the feud between him and Sergeant Slaughter and then when Sergeant Slaughter joined him during that time period. Mm. I mean, the the feud with Hogan when Sheik and uh Nikolai Koloff partnered together. I remember him too. That those were some good days of wrestling. Yeah, I, I you know I I enjoyed the Attitude Era as well, but I I am glad to see see it slowly coming back in, in a in a modern way. I, I miss the, some of the storytelling with the wrestling, and that's one of the things that I I enjoyed in the old days. Some great storytelling, but some great wrestling as well. Yeah, is it is it it's changed now again or? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Triple H is running creative more for wwe uh even though vince mcmahon is back he he still has some say mm-hmm. but the majority of it's triple h and his team huh. and and it's going back to more of a you know there's the story but they're trying to get more wrestling in mm. problem is the way wrestling is these days there's so much high flying action it's like the, the wrestlers are how much flair can they throw into into their bits instead of just classic maneuvers mm. sometimes the classic maneuvers are are more than enough sometimes all the the high flying flush is too much and get in is over overstimulating yeah yeah i get that I mean, it's one thing to see it every now and then throughout the match, but when it's like 90% of the match is nothing but high-flying maneuvers, okay, I, I want to see some of the other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of wrestling, NBC cancels Young Rock after three seasons. Mm-hmm. My wife's not going to be happy about that. It was a fun show. Um, I only occasionally watched it. Um, it wasn't It wasn't bad. I liked it, but I, I didn't, never really faithfully watched it like my wife did she watched it every week so i i won't say i faithfully watched it um i mean i've, I've seen every episode but it's, it's one of those if i miss two three weeks cool mm. i had it dvr'd or recorded on my youtube tv so i so maybe after a night of record recording weeby geeks i sit down and <laughs> watch two three episodes which was fine um but yeah it, it was uh now a lot of fans are saying that season three the finale felt like a series finale whether it tended to be or not uh but apparently that's what it would end up being does it say why they canceled it um no wait double checking i i mean i don't know for sure but i thought it was popular enough to be doing it i mean it lasted I, three I thought days. it was too um hmm. 
Season three failed to sustain the viewership momentum that the series had previously had in mm-hmm. previous installments, mm-hmm. averaging just around 1.4 million viewers compared to season two's 2.23 and seasons one, 3 million per week. Mm-hmm. But part of it was it came out like either in the fall or the spring. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a consistent release date. Mm-hmm. I want to say it only ran like 13 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. Double checking. Um, maybe. Uh, three seasons, um, 37 episodes. Season one had 12 episodes. Season two, I'm guessing, 12 episodes. Season three, 13 episodes. And it literally came out, like season three came out November 4th and ran through February 24th. So really, I even... I even a mid-season fill. Yeah, really. Huh. Uh, season two came out March of 2022. It ran through May, uh, into May 2022. So huh. that was that was like a mid-season fill. Same thing with season one. Okay, except ran season one went. February 16th of 2021 through May 4th, 2021. And then a special episode, December 15th, 2021 for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. The rock holiday special. (laughs) A Christmas peril. Um, But no, I mean, the, the series, the most recent series or season captured the rock's heel run during the attitude era showcasing him in his intercontinental title feud against triple h and then his days as a leader of nation domination all while while trying to negotiate a coffee deal with some (laughs) independent but i i kind of enjoyed how the season started or the series started with him making a run for the presidency Mm -hmm. since that's been talked about of of would he actually consider it and i kind of think we got a glimpse of what he might do he uh he went about it Hmm. but i don't know i don't know if i could see him as president i never really um took that seriously jesse ventura on the other hand (laughs) yeah i would see him run and that could be interesting Hmm. so um kevin smith is saying he has seen Batman Forever's Schumacher cut. Good for him. Uh, the extended cut, which is being called the Schumacher Schumacher cut by fans, is perhaps closer than ever to being seen. Uh, for the past few years, as talk of extending extended director cuts of DC movies have only become more popular, uh, the scuttlebutt about a extended version of the 1995 film has been talked about in hushed whispers and very loudly with megaphones. <laughs> Uh, now, perhaps the loudest voice entering the room is Kevin Smith, uh, speaking on the latest episode of his video podcast, Fat Man Beyond, which means it'll come out on uh, his regular podcast here shortly, which I actually like Fat Man. Uh, I, I like the original show before it became Fat Man Beyond, uh, which was Fat Man on Batman, mm. where he just talked about everything. But I mean, there was a lot of focus on Batman, uh, but I like Fat Man Beyond as well. I haven't listened to it. Um, but yeah, he's revealed he's gotten a copy of this extended director's cut in his possession. Um, he goes, you know what? I got a copy. What I got a copy of? Batman Forever, the effing Shoemaker cut. That's right. So guess what I'm going to do? Probably shouldn't be talking about this. Warner Brothers is going to take my ticket to the Flash premiere away. <laughs> I'm going to slip you a effing copy so you and me can talk about it on that June 19th show. <laughs> 
First, we'll talk about The Flash. Then we can review the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. He goes, I've watched it. It's longer. Uh, he goes, you know, the movie starts with Two-Face busting into the bank. Um, but that didn't happen for like 15 minutes in the original cut. Okay. Uh, previous reports also have indicated that the Schumacher cut was darker in tone and was perhaps 50 minutes longer than the theatrical version. Hmm. Uh, among the elements cut from the version of the, that version of the movie was apparently a scene where Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne came face to face with a giant humanoid bat. Oh, we, we see the bat. We see that. No, we don't. We see a different bat. We see a large bat, him coming face to face with a large giant bat. I honestly don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in ages. In a while. But this, this makes it sound like he, they're almost talking about, we, we see a brief, brief nod to man bat. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, as Smith noted, there's also a longer, more moody opening scene. Moody? Hmm. Yeah. Um, now I'm interested. Well, maybe if he asks nicely, he'll share it with you. <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that that keen on uh, on Kilmer. Yeah, I didn't really love him. Definitely, his Bruce George's Batman, George Clooney's Batman, combine the two, you, you you got something good. But it was it wasn't Keaton. Keaton had it all. Mm. I absolutely enjoyed Michael Keaton's Bruce and Batman. Yeah, I loved him. He was great, but I don't know if I would call him the perfect Batman in my mind. But I can't, I can't do Christian Bale. I like Christian Bale. I wasn't a fan of his Batman. No matter what, they're no Adam West. True, <laughs> but that series was a totally different series, though. I would say with anything. The Tim Burton Batmans were kind of closer to the 66 Batman, but a little darker. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. So, but uh, yeah, I this is one of those I almost wish they kept Tim Burton on for for this film. Then we would have gotten Keaton again. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Uh, I want to say Riddler was still a potential for this. It was supposedly rumors have always said it was going to be uh, Robin Williams, which would have been intriguing, but that's never the villain I saw Robin Williams as. Yeah. Who are you thinking? Robin Williams? Yeah. Villain-wise? Mad Hatter. That's what I was just thinking, too. He would have made a, he would have made a good Mad Hatter. I think he would have been the perfect Mad Hatter. Mm. Right now, I don't think he could do Mad Hatter because I don't think there's anyone out there with the mind like Robin Williams to pull it off. Right. Or at least not who I've seen yet. Mm. I mean, Carrie wasn't too bad as Riddler. Yeah. But he... but he, A little over the top. He but, did go a little over the top. But I, I did really appreciate his Riddler, though. Mm. I mean, I could see some nod to, to Frank Gorshin in it. Yeah. If he just maybe turned it down just a little, it probably would have been perfect. But it's Jim Carrey. He can't turn it down. I know, I know. I mean, look at Truman Show. Truman Show, great movie, but he still couldn't turn down Jim Carrey. Yeah, and I like Jim Carrey, don't get me wrong, but... Man in the Moon, about where he plays Andy Kaufman. Great movie. Uh, yeah. Still couldn't turn it down. <laughs> it's still hard to believe he and Cameron Diaz dated. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But 
The Mask. Yeah. Perfect role for Jim Carrey. Yeah, I love The Mask. And that's one that I was almost like, dude, turn it up even more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In that one, he turned it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, can't win. (laughs) Uh, I I think another one where he was dialed in just right was Liar Liar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the perfect amount of Jim Carrey. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That was a movie that was absolutely perfect with him. <laughs> My favorite part of Liar Liar is that when he farts in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the part just kills me every time. He just turns out, it was me. <laughs> uh now, I'm sure some of our listeners, our citizens, um, are screaming at, at us. What about Ace Ventura? I love, I liked Ace Ventura, but I love Ace Ventura 2 better. Yes. Uh, in Ace Ventura, with the scene with the fire. Yeah. Did you notice the Jim Carrey cameo he does? Yeah, the fire marshal Bill. Yeah. Yeah. But to say, was he over the top on that? I don't know. I wouldn't say over the, well, if he was, I think it called for it. So I mean, I think it was appropriate to me. That was almost like he, he took a, a, a sketch character that he pitched on mm-hmm. in living color that never got made. Yeah. <laughs> and turned him into a, into a, a mini franchise. Mm hmm. There's another one where there's like a little kid as Ace. I don't remember if it's Ace as a, a kid or. Oh yeah, that one wasn't actually bad either. I didn't see that one. I I, I enjoyed that one. So yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens with this. Um, I wonder how much of the cut may tone down Carry a little bit by mm. balancing it out with other stuff. Just the only thing with that film that had me confused is Harvey Dent was originally played by Billy D. Williams. Now all of a sudden he's Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. Why? He got me. And it was the same character. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I never heard the story behind that. I don't know if it's because they didn't want Billy D. Williams or if he didn't want to do it. Or maybe some combination. Could be. Could be. Who knows? Uh, Mark Ruffalo is to star in a new HBO series. Hmm. Uh, The series is called All the Light We Cannot See. And it hits hits the streaming service in November. He will be starring alongside Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe Hmm. um, in the new film Poor Things, which is releasing in September. Hmm. Uh, he also announced has another new project in the works for HBO called mayor of East town or with let me slow down. some. it was also announced he was in another new project in the works for HBO with mayor of East town creator, Brad Inglesby. Uh, that makes more sense. I was going to say that mayor of East town was already. So, um, will he return to the MCU? Uh, in the finale of She-Hulk, it's revealed that Hulk has a son, Scar. Mm. Uh, and now fans are hoping for a World War Hulk project. That would be cool. Although I did not like the, I did not like the way they introduced Scar. 
If if they were to do a World War Hulk project, it would have to be Universal, or you know, or Marvel Studios would have to work out a deal with Universal, like they did with Sony, because mm-hmm. Universal maintains the movie rights, and they don't seem to want to give it up. Uh-uh. You blame them. We're not doing anything with it. No, but as long as Marvel keeps using the character in their ensemble films, it extends their mm, yeah. their rights to the film. That's why a lot of the Hulk-like movies are interwoven in the movies that he's in. Yeah. So um, it's also likely that uh, Ruffalo will be a part of the Avengers Secret Wars, which is slated to be released in 2026. That reminds me, Secret Invasion's coming up soon in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, as we talked about on Wookiee Radio, which we had hyperspace props on the show, um, August 23rd, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at the story, I see Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, no, not at $3,500. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the starting oh. price for $3,500. Wow. Nope, I'll get an Oculus. Oculuses are now down to what, 100 bucks? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which we like, we like our Oculus. So. I want to get it just for the. I want to get it for the Vader Immortal, and I want to get it for this game's cool. Tales Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Which we I did. It. We did the preview for it when they had it at uh, Disney Springs, and Zoe and I loved that game. Really? Yeah. Not to try that one. Yeah. Now that you've been to Galaxy's Edge, this takes you to other areas of Batu outside That's of cool. the outpost. Yeah. Hmm. So, and I think eventually you work your way back into the outpost as well. Hmm. Um, they're starting in California, and I hope they bring it here to Florida. But Disneyland has started testing a free roaming route robot. That is cool. Have you seen this? A little bit. Yeah, the, this is pretty amazing. Um, at South by Southwest, we saw them testing a what looks like a Judy Hops like character on roller skate on like rollerblades mm. um and i think they were talking about this briefly but now they're now they have a free roaming one that they're testing at uh avengers campus in california it is very cool yeah it looks amazing it really really does mm-hmm. and i would love to see it come here or, or maybe a version a little bigger here but i think it I think they won't do it here because I don't know, maybe they could, but the version that, uh, version of Groot that's in, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is an older, older looking Groot. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's more like the Groot from the first film. Mm. So, um, but no, uh, you could check this out on YouTube, but, uh, according to jo- Joel PV, executive R and D, Imagineer. We're a storytelling company, so we want to bring these characters to life in the most authentic way possible. Uh, For us, that means a walking robotic actor that can move, gesture, and emote in style. (laughs) Amazing. Which is fine, because even if you've seen the video of Spider-Man swinging, that's a a stunt dummy, stunt robot. Mm. Um, Again, something like this is cool. Because you could bring in that technology and whatnot. But to me, something like the AI, I'm still not sold on. Mm. And I'm worried about that. Because all of a sudden, you can now cut short your movie budgets. Yeah. With with all the database of various actors. Mm -hmm. You can make them younger. You can make them older within the AI. And and they never get paid for their likeness at all. Yeah, um, Chris and I have had many discussions about about that over in Keepers of the Fringe, 
and it's something we don't want to see happen uh-uh. at all. I'm not a big fan of the AI for, oh, look, I could do these pictures. Mm. Uh, a guy at work showed me AI in uh, like recreating the Wookiee Radio logo. Mm. Some cool looking stuff. But I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I just don't like it. Um, and then uh, I saw on Mirna Velasco's Instagram, uh, or she was the vo- voice of Tora Dozer, Doza in Resistance. We had her on Wookiee Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, SAG after may be going on strike. And I think uh, yeah. Ken was telling us, you know, he got his ballot for it uh and she was talking and she posted on an instagram reel or video um all these different shows that she's she's been in are being watched or over this period of time how much was her residual check five dollars and 55 cents for like two and a half pages worth of episodes that have been viewed Uh, a lot like uh uh-uh that's wrong mm -hmm. that's that's wrong so um Across the Spider-Verse just came out. Oh, yeah. And Pop Insider has 18 products that are almost as good as WebSling. Uh, first up, Heroes and Villains. Their, their line of, of stuff from the Spider-Verse. Uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts. Some cool-looking stuff there. Rock'em Sock'em Socks. <laughs> has some f- a few things. Collection has 11 pairs of socks. Wow. With designs featuring uh, Miles Morales, Ghost Spider, a.k.a. Spider-Gwen, as Zoe would put it. Uh, Spider-Punk, Scarlet Spider, Spider-Man 2099, and more. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't show this to Zoe <laughs> from her universe, mm-hmm. a ghost spider or spider Gwen prop hoodie. <laughs> this is, this looks more like the, uh, the animated film version of spider Gwen. It's not a bad price though. 55 bucks. Yeah. Not horrible. I, that's, that's not bad for uh, her universe. It's actually really good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know these things because of, well, Zoe. But it's also Ashley Eckstein, who we've had on this show long before you came about. But I will want to get, I want to get her on uh, Bookie Radio. Um, From Box Lunch, a bomber jacket, Spider-Man bomber jacket, Miles Morales. That's cool. Uh, From Loungefly, Ellen Ticular mini backpack. It's not bad looking. Hmm. Uh, the Funko Pops, which we've talked about before. Always the favorite. Spider-Man India. <laughs> uh, Marvel Legends from Hasbro. Oh, yeah, that lineup. I think we've talked about it, but I've never seen the pictures of a lot of them. Spider-Punk was cool. Yeah. Still want to get that one for my friend at work, who was the lead singer in Puck Rock Band. <laughs> Zoe may want Spider-Gwen. Um, from Hot Toys, Spider-Man 2099, 1-6 scale figure. Not a bad looking figure. No, it's pretty cool. And from Crocs, across the Spider-Verse Crocs. Ew. Ew to Crocs or ew to? Ew to Crocs. I don't like Crocs. Okay, I wear Crocs. I still don't like Crocs. You'll never catch me in Crocs. But I, I'm looking at some of these. Uh, I think they're called gibbets. There's some stuff here that Zoe would love to get for her shoes. <laughs> uh, from Disney, Spider-Man Miles Morales Artist Series hoodie and hat and hmm. other other series other stuff uh, apparently a water bottle t-shirt etc that bad looking art yeah um from bio world and i haven't heard that name in forever hmm. spider-man across the spider-verse miles morales retractable card holder <laughs> see 
what people don't know, BioWorld is the parent company to Heroes and Villains. Oh, right. I haven't, I haven't seen stuff from them in a long time. Uh, a Toink exclusive made by Sales hey. One is Spider Punk bracelet and enamel pin set. Nice. That looks pretty good. Comes with two wristbands that Spider Punk uses to sling webs, <laughs> along with a set of enamel pins to decorate your jacket with. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, from Diamond Select Toys, twenty ninety nine gallery gallery diorama. Not bad looking. Mm. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 Edition, Trouble. <laughs> you two can have your own Spider-Man waffles with this Miles Morales-themed waffle. <laughs> Yum. Uh, for those who wear earrings, from Girls Crew, Ghost Spider Mask and Hood, and her Spider logo, uh, Stud Earrings. <laughs> uh, from Abrams, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Art of the Movie. That's cool. Yeah, 40 bucks for that. Not bad. Mm. Uh, Marvel <laughs> Air Jordan crossover, retro high OG, the next chapter. <laughs> Price 200 plus. Yep. And that's it for the top 18 things. Some interesting stuff there. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a mistake for me to do this last story. I'm just going to say, go check out comicbook.com. There's a story there about everything coming out to Netflix this month. Oh, uh, today's what? The ninth. I'm going to, it's got, okay, Paramount Plus has got a uh, Euro trip coming out. <laughs> Commando and Commando Director's Cut. Oh, wow. See that forever. I know, huh? Uh, actually, those are already out. Um, apparently, they're bringing back all the Star Trek movies too. Like, why did you take them away just to bring them back? I don't know. I don't... Uh, man, this is a long list. Never mind. I'm not even bother <laughs> searching for it. <laughs> so, uh, any other stories? Um, not that I see. No final thoughts. Um, looking forward to seeing Secret Invasion coming up soon. Um, I haven't decided yet. Uh, this weekend, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts opens up. I'm not sure if I'm going to see it or not yet. Um, the the Spider Verse. I'll probably wait till that comes out on streaming before I see it. Um, tell you one I'm waiting for on uh, Netflix: Rebel Moon. Oh yeah, which is odd for me to say because I'm not exactly the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I'm definitely not a Snyder fan. I mean, I love Sin City, one and two. Yeah. But we know Frank Miller was on set and kept him on task. Mm. I did not like what he did with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No. He was okay with Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, I understand there had to be some change, but to the ending to make it work. But I mean, he really went off the rails. Uh-huh. I thought the HBO series was better. Oh, that was, that was great. But he didn't have anything to do with that. And Alan Moore, right? And Alan Moore still criticized that too. Yeah, it's he like criticizes oh, everything. But I, I still haven't finished. Um, yeah, I still haven't finished uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. I did. Uh, I powered through it. It was, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was really worth watching. <laughs> oh, that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> for me at least I mean yeah, it didn't really uh, it didn't really do a whole lot for me yeah it's, it's gonna be 
I, I'm I'm struggling. I think I got a, I stopped uh, midway through the flash sequence, the first flash sequence, where he's at the pet store. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm having to take a guess on. Was it a pet store? <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh yeah, the Flash movie comes out soon, which they actually convinced me that I want to see it, which I'm kind of embarrassed about. But um, I am actually considering giving blood when they do the two free movie tickets, <laughs> so I can use those movie tickets to go see it. <laughs> Because I'm, af- I'm afraid if I put my money actually towards it, Michael Keaton's not going to see enough of it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Which is the big reason why I'm going to see that movie. Yep. <laughs> but rumor has it, too, that Affleck's in it as well. He is, yeah. He's in the trailer. So that would be fun to see Affleck and Keaton. I don't think they're together at any point, but... If they were. Yeah, that could be interesting. That'd be interesting, yeah. And I really did not mind Affleck's I Batman. I didn't either. Um it's the same thing with with uh Henry Cavill's Superman. I kinda I liked him. He just he didn't have any good movies to work with. But I would like to have seen him do Superman in an actual good movie. That wasn't done by Zack Snyder? Yeah. Um, I mean, Affleck's Batman, no matter what Snyder tried to do, you could tell that Affleck's Batman came from the guidance of Kevin Smith. Because mm. Kevin Smith really turned Affleck into Batman back in or during the times that Affleck was working with Kevin Smith on films. Smith really turned Affleck into a Batman fan and, and definitely gave him an appreciation of Frank Miller. Mm. So having more of the Frank Miller look with Affleck, I would love if it's not Keaton doing Dark Knight Returns, I want to see Affleck do it. I, be I, I really would. But at this point in time, too, I also want to see Keaton in uh, Batman Beyond, his old mm, man Wayne. Yeah, that would be cool. Because at this point in time, Eastwood's too old. And Eastwood's the one I've always wanted to see as old man Wayne. Really? Yeah. Huh. I thought Clint Eastwood, well, first time I ever saw the, the cartoon, I'm like, ooh, that's Clint Eastwood. I see that never occurred to me. <laughs> but now it's Keaton. Keaton, I think, has aged just right enough. Mm. He would be perfect. Yeah, it would. That would be good. Keaton would make a great old man Wayne in, in that. But I don't know who would make a great uh, Barbara Gordon that I would put in there with. I don't know. That's a good question. Who would make a great Barbara Gordon for that time period as commi- as the new Commissioner Gordon? Hmm. And at this point in time, I, I don't I don't care what race she is, as long as the right person for the job. I don't know who would be good for that. Actually, I think I kind of do. Um, there is a police procedural show on CBS that has uh, Jimmy Smith in it, hmm. and there's a, a oh. I can't think of the name of it now. I'm going to have to look him up to find the show. <laughs> I've, I've, I've watched a few episodes of it, and I have absolutely enjoyed the show. East New York. <laughs> and the actress I'm thinking of is Amanda Warren. I'm not familiar. <clears throat> uh, Amanda Warren is... She did seven episodes of Gossip Girl from 21 to 23. Uh, she was the mayor of New Orleans in NCIS New Orleans for seven episodes. 
Um, she was Tanya Ray's mother in the movie Safety, Disney Plus movie. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that really stands out. She was Dr. Gallo in one episode of Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she'd be great. <laughs> Right time period. I think she's almost about the right age for Barbara. Hmm. And I say that because I, I think she would be ideal for the role. Just my thought. I'd be okay with that. Whatever. So, uh, any other thoughts since we've gone down that rabbit hole? <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Well, then, uh, I guess there's only one thing left to be said. <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.